thank you to Erica and Kate, to Crystal, uh, to Angel, to Tyler, and to all of you for leading us to this point in our worship experience. Thank you to, to Marcus for holding down the ushers. Thank you to Joseph uh, for leading our setup and teardown team. And to so many of you who helped to set up our church today. If you helped with setup today, can you just raise your hand so we can we can see it, so we can thank God for you? Raise it high, we proud. My hand's not up, by the way. So raise your hand. Amen. Well, indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made. Uh, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, we are starting a new sermon series. Last uh, last month we looked at the series Transformational, which was intended to be about exploring how God might work transformations through us collectively and as individuals and how God can and does transform our lives. Uh, and didn't, didn't Kate give an awesome word last week? Amen. Amen, amen. I was I was blessed by that word and uh, the reminder of the road to Damascus and how God provided everything, not only that Saul needed to be transformed into Paul, into the evangelist for the nations, if you please, uh, but ultimately how through his transformation, God provided for us. Amen. Amen. This month we're turning to a new sermon series. The series is simply entitled, By Your Spirit. By Your Spirit. And by your spirit, by God's spirit, we are exploring how our spiritual discipline, if you please, can be foundation for our life of joy, for the joy of victory, and for this community that needs us. So in a sense, we are digging into ourselves and turning and orienting ourselves to God to say, by your spirit, we will proceed, and by your spirit, we will overcome. Amen. Today, uh, the sermon title, because uh, Brother Nathan always likes me to provide a sermon title, uh, today's sermon title is Prayer Matters. Prayer matters. We're going to look at a few pieces of scripture. Uh, we'll look at the Old Testament scripture, Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. Then Luke chapter 22, verses 42 through 43. And then finally, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Um, as has become our custom, if you are able, uh, please stand for the reading of God's word. Three scriptures today that we'll read, uh, all of them short. All right. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. And right now I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Turning now to Luke chapter 22, verses 42 through 43. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. 
that an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. Turning now to John chapter 1. Uh, and we're going to read John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. And then I'm sorry, y'all, I can't resist. We're going to skip down to 14 through 18 as well. So John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 and then verses 14 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And skipping down to verse 14. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The word of God and the word of strength. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as the bus careened around the corner, uh, I looked at faces on that bus and I was filled with fear. Uh, you see, it was a few years ago now, almost seven years to be exact, uh, and Chantel and I uh, embarked to a wedding uh, of a friend, and the wedding was in uh, a beautiful island country, uh, and we went to the wedding that was in the city, and after the wedding, we were going to the reception, and so we got on two buses, uh, and the buses started to drive, and they left the city and started driving up into the mountains. The roads got narrower, the roads got more bendy, the guardrails that were now non-existent uh, did not protect from the precipice and the potential fall. And I don't know how the driver could see around the corners. As someone who often gets motion sick, I looked at the other people on this small bit minibus and knew some of them were trying to hold down their breakfast. You know, it was like an afternoon wedding, so you hadn't eaten and you were waiting to eat. So they are holding down their breakfast. But I looked at the other faces, and some of them looked angry at the situation, having not realized that they were going to be taking this precarious drive up into the mountains, realizing a, a, a lack of control, if you please. Your hands weren't on the steering wheel of the bus. And it looked like not only was there danger to the left and to the right, but there was danger coming around that corner, that blind corner. 
And I recognized as I thought about it that folks must be recognizing that the cell phone wasn't going to work and that indeed they might not know where their help was coming from. And all of the sinews that make us feel like we're safe or in control faded away. And I looked at faces that showed anger, bewilderment, confusion. And I'm just speculating, but I think many folks were angry and I can tell that many folks were praying. I was, one of, I was among the folks who were praying. And indeed, prayer is the way to connect to God. Uh, prayers of praise and thanksgiving, prayers of petitions and intercession, the prayer of faith. The first thing I came by to tell you this morning is that prayer is a way to connect to God. Uh, and if you're like me, I'll admit it, I'll be transparent for a moment. My prayers sometimes feel different when I feel in the, my heart of hearts that something is on the line, that, uh, that if God doesn't come through, then nothing else will work. When, 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 when there's no way that a miracle is going to come, when there's nothing else that can happen but that God can intervene. Or, uh, as I've heard some say, there are no atheists in foxholes. We, we pray in order to connect to God. It's how we talk to him. It's how we should talk to him, to a God who is good and is the creator of the universe. And when we're in trouble, when we feel ourselves sinking, he is the one to reach out to. And we call that reaching out. We call that crying out. We call that conversation prayer. Prayer is the way we connect to God. The second thing I came to tell you, and I'll be fairly brief this morning, is that prayer is also the way that God connects to us. This morning we read in the book of Luke about Jesus in the garden in Gethsemane. Jesus, who had just had the Last Supper with his disciples and uh, who was, was in Gethsemane, who had asked his disciples to pray and his disciples ended up falling asleep. How many of you know that sometimes you go to pray and you fall asleep? Amen. Now the disciples fell asleep. Jesus went a little bit further. And then he said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, Father. I, I, I don't in my flesh want to go through what I'm about to go through. Father, I don't want to go to the cross. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. And then God sent an angel, appeared to him and gave him strength. And in the midst of his anguish, in the midst of tears like blood flowing, God connected with him and ministered. When, when Jesus, when Jesus gave the fullness of all he had, this, I don't want to do it, Lord. He, he, he yet turned that over to the Father. The Father came and gave him 
strength. And indeed, it was Jesus' prayers, the Son's prayers to the Father. They allowed the Father to connect in this intricate way to the Son. And I believe the scriptures record this to show us what it means to understand that when we pray to God and connect with the Father, the Father connects to us. Uh, connects to us and in some senses activates uh, the truth of the reality of the incarnation of Jesus and, and and also through his Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit, God connects to us when we connect to him through prayer. In responding to us, God teaches us his will. God draws us in from our will to his will. So when we pray, not only are we giving our stuff to God, but God, if we're willing to let him, will transform us. We are transformed through prayer. Uh, as one commentary put it, and I'm quoting now, prayer is not a convenient device for imposing our will upon God or for bending his will to ours, but instead the prescribed way of subordinating our will to his. In other words, prayer is the way that we, that we get reoriented. Prayer is the way that we turn right and we understand the situation, what it really means, because God talks back to us. And who is this God? Well, we read in John this morning that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things came into being through Him, and without Him, not one thing came into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. In other words, the Word, uh, as I like to say, the second in the Trinity, uh, was with God, and the Word was God. And all things came into being through him. Everything we see and experience came into being through the word of God. Or as I like to say, that means the word of God is the creative force in the universe, uh, in the world that we live in and see, and in the things that we can't even see, uh, in, in the red to violet, but also in the infrared and the ultraviolet. In all of it, God is the creative force in the universe through the word. And then God said, let that word become flesh and dwell among us. And we have seen his glory. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart and who has made him known. And he provides grace and Truth. All I'm trying to say right now is that Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the second of the Trinity, is the force through which all that we know and can conceive of was created. That is the God that we're talking about when we say God connects to us, that we can know the fullness of the created world and the created order through God, that we can see what we see with our, with our eyes, we can 
look at a microscope and develop theories about quirks and quarks and understand that even that universe comes from God and that all of it is God and that God connects to us when we pray. Or as my wife likes, she likes to say, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the, the creators of ideas and consciousness and souls, the creator of this beautiful world and the skies and the trees, that creator also has every hair on our head numbered. Every hair. And he gives us the opportunity to connect with him through prayer and... He connects to us when we pray to him. God is so amazing. The third thing I want to come by to let you know this morning is that prayer is the way we connect to ourselves. Uh, I told you about my drive this morning at the wedding, but I want to now uh, tell you about my experience of the drive because I as I looked out the window I recognized that God wanted to speak to me through this drive uh, you see uh, I am the child of immigrants uh, so I was uh, to a certain extent the only one in my family who was not born in on a little island called Jamaica uh, and so I've been back to that island once or twice, Jamaica, but not many times. And then all of a sudden a friend was getting married. And so I went to the wedding, thinking I was going to go to a wedding and have a great time. And indeed I did. The ceremony was beautiful. And then I walked into uh, a minivan, a bus, if you please. And all of a sudden the bus started driving. And as it started to drive, I recognized names on signs. Uh, Pepine, uh, Halfway Tree, Gordonstown. And as this bus started to drive into the hills, I recognized that it was driving by the very places that my family came from, that my ancestors came from, if you please. I had no idea. I thought I was going to a wedding in Kingston. And all of a sudden, we were driving through, and as I looked and saw the faces of others uh, getting motion sick, uh, being worried, I had a different experience. And by the way, I get motion sick even swinging on a swing. Uh, but, but this day, I was not getting motion sick. Instead, I was recognizing that God was somehow in this moment speaking to me and driving me back to elements of my history and my story that I didn't know. That all of a sudden as we were driving, I drove by the, what I think was the, was the turnoff to, uh, to my grandmother's house. And I drove beyond that to uh, a, a beautiful, facility and recognized a connection to a history uh, and to a truth that was somehow revealed on this journey. And I know it doesn't make complete intellectual sense, but when I got off that van and as I looked at others who 
recognized in that moment that the experience of the drive was worth the view, let alone the food. Uh, I, I recognized, I, I, I got you, Stefan, I got you. I, rec I recognized that something else was going on with me that beneath, as I like to say, my understanding of of language that I speak English and uh, the way I walk and uh, and what I do, that there was something else connected to uh, a, a history that, that, that I might not have experienced in the same way, but that still existed within me. And there was a sense driving through this road, being a little bit older, there was a connection to something inside of me that that for, first of all, made me not motion sick on a road where I would get motion sick every other time, but also led to an excitement and to a need to pray to God and to say thank you for this opportunity. There was a sense in which I was delving into a new place and new depth inside of me. That there was a journey that was beyond everything that I knew that I needed to go on to discover a little bit more of myself. In our scripture this morning, we read the words of the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's words at the beginning of his journey were the words of God that simply said, Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, before the realities of your mitochondria and your DNA took shape, if you please, before you came out and learned new languages, before you came out and began to walk a certain way and talk a certain way, before ideas that have shaped you, even though you don't realize it were implanted, before all of that, Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew the very substance of who you are. I know you better than your mama and your dada. I know you beneath the realities of language, even beneath the realities of your double helix or your DNA had a very real sense. I know you and I formed you, saith the Lord of hosts. And if God formed Jeremiah, if God has formed us in his fullness and in his truth and beloved, I want to submit to you today, not only does God know us better than we can conceive of, but the truth of the matter is, is that the only way we can fully know ourselves is to dive into God and to take the drive, if you please, from where we are to an undiscovered country in our Lord, to take the, 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 the drive from Kingston to Strawberry Hill and to go back through the journey that forms who you are, even if you don't understand it. And that 
is the power of prayer. That prayer, I believe, is the way that we discover our very being, our essence, and what it means to move in this world with God. What I'm trying to say this morning is that, as I like to put it, the world spends billions and it's actually trillions of dollars trying to tell us what to think, what to believe, how to walk, what we should desire, and all of that. The world spends trillions of dollars doing it, and I'm not going to get into the reasons it does it and the fact that that's not oriented by anything but matter. But again, I wanted to let you know that the truth of all of this is not discovered in the Google ads on the right side, but the truth of who we are and how we should operate in this world is found in our faith and is found in our prayer lives as we delve into God. God formed us in the womb and therefore beyond our understanding, he is the only one who can give us what we seek. And I know it is difficult. Uh, indeed, while I was excited on my, my journey to, uh, up, up to Strawberry Hill, I will tell you that if you'd asked me before, uh, if I wanted to take that windy road, I may have said no. I might have said no in the flesh. There may have been many things that would come against me. The, the enemy may have attacked and said, no, 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 this is too difficult, or no, 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 something else is more important. The enemy may have attacked and tried to say, no, don't dive into prayer. Or the enemy may have tried to attack and say, prayer is not that important. Prayer is not changing anything. But the truth of the matter and what I've been called to remind us and tell us this morning is that the truth of our lives and our existence is found in God and we approach the creator of the universe and the former and shaper of our very selves through prayer. And so I want to admonish you this morning to explore what it means to give all that you have over to the God who will connect you and meet you at the very kernel of your being and fulfill you with promise and purpose and unspeakable joy. And yes, it is a journey, but by your spirit, God, we can discover the wellspring of joy that you have for us. What we want, as I like to say, is to walk with God in the cool of the day. The serpent wants to distract us with the knowledge of good and evil. We have God and evil, in, good and evil rather, indeed. But God has more for us than that to connect with him, to connect, for him to connect with us and ultimately for us to discover ourselves in God and to discover that walking with God 
does not get rid of our free will or our identity. Instead, it allows us to find our freedom and our identity. God is so awesome, church. God is amazing, and God gives us the opportunity to dive into him in prayer and to discover the truth of our being beyond the science, beyond the physical reality of this world is something else, and God allows us to see and participate in something more the creative force and power of the universe is calling us to discover how he formed us and he will indeed protect us and walk with us along every step of the journey as we seek after him god Thank you. It's by your spirit that we want to learn how to walk and move in this life. Not by our understanding. We yield our understanding to you, God. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Amen. The gospel has been preached I want to very quickly give opportunity for anyone who has not accepted the truth of Christ to accept so here publicly. Indeed, God is calling. He went to Gethsemane and said, take this cup from me, not my will, but thine be done. And indeed, the will of God was for his son to be sacrificed so that we could be reconciled to him. The will of God was for his son to be sacrificed so that we could see God and know truly that before we were formed in the womb, he knew us. The will of God was to give opportunity for us to, in our freedom, choose him and say, God, I turn away from the things that have separated me from you, from my sin, and instead turn to you. If you haven't shared that with God, if you haven't said, God, I accept your sacrifice, you have an opportunity to do so publicly this morning. I won't belabor the point, but with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you hear now in these words or in the words that God is speaking in your ear right now, the story and the truth that you belong to him and that he desires for you to accept his sacrifice, go ahead and slip your hand into the air. He's calling. He's calling. Amen. Well, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Thankful to God. I'm so thankful that by your spirit, God, that by his spirit, we may discover ourselves. And when we discover ourselves more deeply together, there is nothing that we cannot do together. Indeed, we can have victory. Praise God, church.